Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 169, Green Healing Show. Got liver and thyroid with Jen Maleta. FDN practitioner and health coach. Hello everyone. I'm, I'm getting back to normal. Since yesterday I was so busy with Summit book launch and now this is a green healing show after a week. I'm very happy to have you here, Jen. It's been a long time. We're going to talk about uh, this topic and finally I have her in the show. Yes, it's finally aligned that our schedules match up and it's so good that you're out there advocating for people and doing your summit and this type of show to help people get the information they need to just live their best lives ultimately, right? Thank you so much. So I know that you are doing functional medicine and you try to find a connection between mind and body, which is my favorite topic. And here... We, we got to talk about gut, liver, and thyroid. That's so interesting when you see the connection between them. And I love to go and talk about this more deeply and how we can find this, uh, uh, find this gap between these connections. Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics. It's very personal to me given that I've um, had a history of Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune thyroid condition, as well as um, I've dealt with hypothyroidism in my lifetime as well, too. I'm happy to say that both of those things are under control naturally, and I was able to reverse my Hashimoto's even within six months of diagnosis with um, some of the concepts that we are going to talk about today, because, you know, it's very important to understand, I think, the underlying, you know, workings or factors, you know, related to our health, like our, as I like to say to Pente, that, you know, our body doesn't just wake up one day deciding to be dysfunctional. You know, it's whatever you're experiencing right now in your health is an accumulation of things that have happened, you know, over your lifetime. And when we see something going on, like a thyroid issue, for example, you know, the body is this network of complex systems that all kind of interwork together. And so we want to take a look at those pieces and ask, well, why is the thyroid not working optimally as it should be? And that's where we can start to explore some of these other pieces and connections that ultimately impact something like thyroid function, right? Exactly. That's like last week, I guess. Yeah, last week I had somebody as a guest, uh, Dr. Gupta, and he also has a book about the thyroid and Hashimoto. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting to know that this kind of uh, problem is not only adjusting the hormones. You can do this if you don't go and find the deepest layer for your Hashimoto. Mm -hmm. And as you say, it may be gut issue, it may be liver issue. So you Mm -hmm. have to find the connection. Uh, Before going to that, just wonder if you... Um, what was doing? What did you do before 
functional medicine did you had functional medicine expertise when you had Hashimoto or you studied and then find your problems there yeah well that's a great question and I think like probably most people that can get into the functional medicine or functional health space we kind of landed here um, a lot of times because of our own personal health journey so I wasn't always in this space I uh, went to college and I studied fitness, nutrition, um, and the body in the terms of kinesiology, because I knew that I wanted to work with people. I wanted to work in health, um, in some kind of way. And that path actually led me down the fitness path where, uh, I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. I thought I wanted to be a sports psychologist. And what I actually found a lot of joy in was personal training at the time, because training kind of personal training enveloped like the diet and the exercise piece, which back in the early 2000s, when I was going to college, that was kind of all we really knew um, about health at that time, or at least mainstream, that was like the focus was just diet and exercise. And so I worked in that world for quite some time. And what started happening is I was having my own health issues. Like even though I was eating healthy and exercising according to what the standards were back then, uh, I was like struggling with just like really intense fatigue in the afternoons. Like I would get a double Americano from Starbucks and still be struggling to keep my eyes open when I was like training my afternoon clients. Um, I was having really odd reactions to things. Like I remember, um, writing out like a man, like a calendar, the scheduling book that we had for the trainers and using a, a permanent marker. And after about 30 minutes of doing that, I got so dizzy and nauseous that I had to go home and somebody had to drive me home. And I, that was a chemical sensitivity or reaction that I was having. Uh, I was also like starting to experience really intense and severe allergies that would then build into sinus infections and lead to these ear infections that would wipe me out for days at a time. And then I was having like kind of like infrequent migraines that would come and go. And then the really big thing that happened to me was around the age of 25, I was diagnosed with skin cancer, with melanoma. And there was no family history. There was no other like related cancers in my family. And I was really young. And although I was living in Southern California, I wasn't necessarily like a, you know, sunbather, like a, a frequent tanner or anything like that. I mean, I was an active individual, but I wasn't frying my body all the time. And so that was when the light bulb kind of went on and made me think like, well, there's something else that's going on here because every time I would go to the doctor and for like my annual physical I was told that I looked perfect on paper. Like my doctor would literally say, oh, you're the picture of perfect health. I wish that all of my patients were like you. You eat so healthy, you exercise. And I was like, I, I look so, this all looks great, but I don't feel that way. I kind of feel crappy. I really struggled also with just like maintaining my weight. It was constantly bouncing up and down. And I just didn't really feel comfortable in my body. Although from the outside, most people probably would have said, you know, you look great. You don't look overweight, but we all know what it feels like to feel at home in our body. And I just didn't feel that way. And so then the skin cancer thing really came about and I was like, started to put all these clues together and realize there's some missing pieces here. Like this just doesn't make sense to me. And right around that time. Sorry, um, you had a skin cancer before Hashimoto, right? Yes, I did. Okay. So well, I'll fast forward to that part. So um, right around that time is when I got introduced to um, functional approaches to health 
through Reed Davis, who's the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, and went through his training course. And then I you know, learned about functional lab testing and a more holistic approach to health and a different way of looking at disease. And through that process found that I had really high oxidative stress, like a lot of cellular damage in my body. I had a congested liver um, and I had H. pylori, a pretty like nasty uh, destructive bacteria going on in my gut. So it, I was, it all made sense eventually how I had cultivated this perfect like environment for cancer to flourish. So got into that, started doing this work on myself. I, since then I've been can skin cancer free. It's never come back or anything like that. So I'm really proud to say that I'm 38 at this time. So it's been 13 years since that happened. And then life was going great. And all of a sudden, a little bit after I turned 30, my, my health started to like slide again. And I had started working from home full time, doing, you know, being a functional health practitioner, working virtually with people. And um, unbeknownst to us for a while, we had toxic mold in our home. So the toxic mold, again, burdened my body with all these chemicals and toxins and overwhelmed my um immune system, which resulted in things like estrogen dominance, like I had elevated estrogen, I gained a whole bunch of weight, I had crazy acne that was going on, that elevated estrogen and like that, you know, weight on my liver and my uh, immune system and the digestive system resulted then in hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, essentially. So I then took action and applied you know, all of these approaches that we'll kind of talk about um, with our time here today and was able to like, we removed the mold out of our house. So I was able to get out of the toxic environment and then work on healing my body to reverse the Hashimoto's, reverse the hypothyroidism, um, get the estrogen back in balance. And now I, you know, at the age of 38, I feel better than I did at 30 or even in my twenties. I feel I'm like a much healthier person at this point wow. in time. That's very inspirational. <laughs> and as you said, so you knew that you have Hashimoto. I mean, you, you got the signs and then you went to doctor and check it for Hashimoto. Mm -hmm. But because you, you already practice functional medicine, you knew what to do, right? Right. Exactly. Yes. So, um, you know, there's some of the typical things that people might know about. Like I changed my diet right away. I was already eating um, basically an anti-inflammatory diet, avoiding some of the common things like gluten and dairy and sugar and soy and reduced alcohol intake. Uh, but then I took it a step further and I did a modified AIP diet or autoimmune paleo diet. And I like committed to doing that for at least 90 days to help reduce any other inflammatory factors on my body. And that really helped uh, a lot. Um, I'm also like in part of the work that I do very, very, uh, conscious of sleep routines and patterns because at night when we're sleeping is when the body has the greatest opportunity to heal. Um, especially when we think about something like the liver or detox organs, that's where they're doing the bulk of their work is in the middle of the night, typically between the window of like one to 3am. So it's really essential to make sure that you're sleeping all the way through the night so that you're not disrupting that process. So that's one of the things that I work with people on. It's something that I've done for myself. And I'm very protective of my sleep. Like, it's got to be a really good party or a really good social event to catch me up beyond like 10 p.m. at night because the most critical time for us to be sleeping and healing is, is from about 10 p.m. to um, 4 or 6 a.m. So we that was... Kids? 
I don't. I know. <laughs> I, I am know, lucky in that regard. You know, before having kids, I was a very good sleeper. Mm-hmm. Eight hours at 11.30, I was asleep. 10, 11, I was asleep. And then uh, I could sleep eight to nine hours. <laughs> But when you your baby is up at 1 p.m., 1 a.m., 3 a.m., you know, this yeah. is not easy to handle. As she go, as she grows, it's it's much easier. Mm-hmm. But I think you are right because sleep is a very important factor, especially for parents and mothers. Because for me, by the time I didn't have a sleep issue, I was totally healthy and as soon as I get this pattern of getting up at night then uh, I think now I have to look at myself again and try to adjust something I I think it's uh you know parents have to navigate with what they're dealing with right and so and I think that moms you know through some of those younger years with their kids you guys have like a superhuman power to be able to not sleep and still function. I think that's like a built-in, you know, survival mechanism, but it, you know, then it's like, sometimes what we want to see is that pattern to like, you know, resolve itself. Once your kids start sleeping through the night is you also want to be sleeping through the night too, to rebound from like what's, what's been happening, you know? And so, um, so yeah, sleep is really important. And then, you know, one of the things that I also really emphasize with people that I don't think a lot of people talk about is exercise intensity. So having come from a personal training background and a fitness background, I was very adamant about working out hard. Like I would go to the gym and Olympic lift and I was like, would run for long distances. Like I didn't feel like I was getting a good workout unless it hurt basically. Right. And what I've come to realize through this experience that I've had is that typically exercise is a good stress. Like we exercise, we put a strain on our body, it responds, it builds stronger bones and muscles, right? And a lot of people use exercise to de-stress. But this is what you have to think about is that when your body is already in a depleted state because you didn't get a good night's sleep or you're eating inflammatory foods or you've got something like Hashimoto's or mold or something going on with your health, then when we're exercising at an intense level, we're breaking down the body and asking it to rebuild when it's already depleted. So one of the keys, yeah, one of of the keys in helping myself like reverse Hashimoto's so quickly was that I actually committed to doing 30 days of just yoga and walking only to really give my body a break, to let it have this time to like make leaps and bounds in my recovery. And that was huge. Like I felt so much better after 30 days of doing that. Right. Um, And then the other things that I was doing through this process of healing was like paying attention to toxins in my environment, especially toxins like, you know, chlorine and bromelain and fluoride that bind to thyroid hormone and make it inactive and impact that or toxins that um, disrupt hormones in the body. We know them as endocrine disruptors and really starting to take a closer look at those things. I had already done some of that work because of my, you know, time as a functional health practitioner. But when I 
you know, got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, it kind of incentivized me to even take it a level deeper where, where, where then we got a whole house filtration water system and we swapped out all of our cookware for stainless steel and cast iron and finally got rid of the nonstick pans and things like that. And the biggest work was really in like removing the mold and then help, like helping my detoxification system really move things out, right? Because, and the reason why we want to connect the dots between the liver, the thyroid and the gut is because the liver tissue and the, the intestinal lining or the digestive tract is where a large portion of our thyroid hormone is converted. Along with that, our liver helps to eliminate toxins that can negatively impact our thyroid or that can negatively impact estrogen. So when toxins get built up in the body or certain type of toxins can elevate estrogen and elevated estrogen levels can trigger things like thyroid issues, right? So we wanna be eliminating these toxins out of the body and the liver is a big part of that. And then when it comes to the gut as well, the gut is where we absorb all of our nutrients. So we talk about replenishing the body and giving it the nutrients that it needs to really produce thyroid hormone or to convert thyroid hormone, we need to make sure that the digestive system is working really well. So it's like this, you know, we can see these multifaceted things that have to do with the liver and the gut when it really comes to thyroid hormone in terms of thyroid hormone production and conversion. And this is why it's such a huge, it needs to be a huge focus in resolving thyroid conditions and issues. Exactly. So, for uh, liver detoxification, uh, my parents are over seven years old, but every morning they have a warm water and they add some turmeric inside. And after 30 minutes, they have their lunch. They, sorry, they have their breakfast. My father also walk and he's very active. Um, do you recommend this? <laughs> easy practices like that, that we can incorporate into our day. You know, there's some basic things that people can do to help boost their natural detoxification capacity. Like there's foods that are naturally um, really impactful when it comes to detoxification. So even things like beets, beets are very powerful for our detoxification process or um, grapefruit, for example, or uh, dandelion greens or dandelion tea. So I, a lot of people don't like to eat dandelion greens because they're a little bit bitter for some people, but you can get some really great organic dandelion tea and you can incorporate that into your daily routine, very simply, right? Uh, some other things that I love to do that are simple to help like support detoxification is um, also making sure that you're drinking plenty of water because toxins are moved out of the body by being attached to a water molecule. So if we're dehydrated, we're limiting the capacity for toxins to be eliminated, right? And so you wanna be drinking at a minimum at least half of your weight in ounces of water. So if you're 200 pounds, you should be drinking 100 ounces of water. And then for every um, 30 minutes of exercise or uh, caffeinated, like drink that you're having or um, a diuretic type of drink. So something that dehydrates you like alcohol, you want to add an extra eight ounces of water to that. So these are things that we can focus on easily, right? 
Um, other stuff that I that's really helpful for detoxification is like just moving your body every single day. Like our lymphatic system is like kind of the body's natural sewage system. And think of it like a, you know, a network of veins that run through your body, just like your blood vessels do, but it's really close to the surface. The difference is, is that your heart pumps blood through your blood vessels. The lymphatic system doesn't, isn't attached to anything that pumps it naturally. So the way that we can, one of the ways we can move the lymphatic system is by physical activity. So eat something as simple as walking or yoga, or based on your health, you know, situation, you can go with more intense exercise, right? And then one of my old um, favorites, it's kind of an Ayurvedic, um, a naturopathic approach is castor oil packs. So doing a castor oil pack, like you get some so, castor sorry, oil. So you know Ayurvedic? I don't know. I, I just know yeah. that it's an Ayurvedic, Ayurvedic practice. Yeah. Um, and I love some, Ayur I love Ayurvedic practices, but you just get, and it's so funny when I talk about castor oil, especially with um, some of my middle-aged or older clients, they'll say like, I can't believe you're talking about castor oil. My grandma used to tell me to, you know, drink a tablespoon of castor oil a day. I'm like, that's because there's so many health benefits with castor oil. And so um, for castor oil pack, you get some castor oil, you get some wool flannel or like um, the queen of uh, queen of the thrones, Marisol. She's one of my favorite naturopathic doctors that developed a hassle-free, easy castor oil pack. And you basically like put this, you put castor oil over your liver and your digestive tract and it helps to boost not only, only liver function and detoxification, but it also helps to reduce inflammation in the gut and help to heal the intestinal lining and it helps to balance hormones. So it's like this tool that you can use that, you know, knocks so many things out or touches, addresses so many things. And I personally use a castor oil pack about three to four times a week. And I, I started doing that a long time ago when we I had Hashimoto's in the mold. And that's a practice that I've continued on even now that I'm kind of resolved those things because there are so many toxins in our environment that negatively, you know, burden or impact our liver and our digestive system. So it's good to have some of these practices just naturally in place because, you know, with the number of toxins that have been released and how quickly they're coming out, like our body has not evolved fast enough in order to um, handle that, right? Like evolution happens through generations. It doesn't happen through like, necessarily our lifetime. So um, it's these are the types of things that we can be doing to help combat what's going on in our environment. Great tips. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we can actually use these are very easy to um, do. And the point is, sometimes you think, oh, you want to do a mysterious thing and you have to go start something. But uh, when something uh, like this detoxification be part of your life, mm -hmm. then you get used to it. You don't need to do so many things to get rid of the toxins or having a very strange diet. So sometimes <laughs> just changing a simple thing can change your whole life, especially your lifestyle. And what I like about uh, talking about the... Uh, workout mm -hmm. I have clients fertility client clients and they can't some of them they can get pregnant because of two factors one is workload they have too much yes. work and they, that's why they their energy drain 
they do they don't have enough energy to just go through their life mm -hmm. and then another problem they have they think that because they don't have enough energy they are so tired after work and then they go to workout yeah even worse <laughs> right you don't have energy you need some rest and you go and make yourself more tired mm -hmm. and uh, one of my clients actually was so interesting uh, I just look at her life as so she intensively work hard and she was teen and uh, she was always tired and she thought oh this is I'm doing workout because I'm gonna feel healthy but then I said why why do you stress out why do you stress yourself so much mm -hmm. yes it's good to exercise I love exercise but uh, like me, I had a miscarriage after doing uh, swimming. Mm. So my doctor said, do swimming whatever you want. And then because I'm a, I was a regular swimmer, I did too much swimming and then I missed the baby, lost the baby. So that's what happened. Like when you work too hard, <laughs> Yes, and you you have to look at your energy. I'm not saying to be lazy, but um, as somebody who is here, as somebody who done personal training, uh, you can have a fit body. You can be healthy uh, for with regular, regular, mm -hmm. and uh, enough. <laughs> yes. I mean, the same thing goes for, I see the same challenge with the clients that I work with that are trying to lose weight. And they're just pushing themselves to go to the gym and not, and there are, you know, they work long hours, they're really stressed out, they're not sleeping right. And then they're going there. So they're in this depleted state, and then they go and work out, you know, and I always give like the great, the perfect example of this is, you know, you get to Friday, most what it like, this is so common in our um, in our, our female community is you get to Friday, especially if you're a single woman or like working in the corporate world. And so the, the first, you know, on a Friday, you want to go have happy hour with your girlfriends. So you go to happy hour, you tell yourself you're only going to have two glasses of wine. Well, that never really happens. It turns into like a whole bottle. You end up, you know, feeling in inhibitions and like eating things that you, you know, that are not great for you. Like even if it's cheese and crackers, right? These are inflammatory foods. You end up like staying up late possibly, or not getting a great night's sleep because of the alcohol consumption and maybe the carbs and the things that you, you know, ate. And then what's the first thing that most women like in this, this cycle, like, what do they do when they wake up in the next day? They're like, Oh, I have to go to the gym and burn it off. So here you are like sleep deprived, nutrient deprived, inflamed, stressed after a long week. And you go like, you try to run your, like burn it off at the gym and just run yourself into the ground when you're already in this, the depleted state, which actually contributes to the weight gain or the tight, you know, the fatigue or the energy issues that you're, you're having. And these things also contribute to the thyroid imbalances or the hormone imbalances or the other things. So I think, you know, these are the things that are at the root of like what's really going on. And these are the types of like living life this way is what contributes to the liver congestion, the dysfunctional digestive system and the gut that this vicious cycle that ensues that creates things like thyroid imbalances, ultimately that, you know, you can't, like I always say, like, you can't, 
out supplement or out diet or out exercise a poor sleep routine or like, you know, a maniac lifestyle. It's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. So if you want a different outcome with your health, whatever is happening, you have to learn to do things differently, basically. Jen, you talk about singles. I know married and the parents are the other size. They do exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Not with the going out and dating or having a, a happy hour with their girlfriends, but uh, because they don't have enough sleep, mm-hmm. that's why whatever they eat is not it's not going to absorb the right way in their gut, right. right? Right. So that's the same, like almost the same concept, because uh, you deprive yourself from sleeping uh, because you want to go out or you have to take care of the baby that's the same thing yeah. and then what <laughs> happened uh, in the middle you have to eat rush 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 uh, and uh, for a mother or whatever you don't have time to cook properly and you have to feed your baby you know it's too many things here happening mm-hmm. and then Whatever happens, uh, we, I think the depth is self-care. Yeah. The depth of it is self-care. Whatever you are single or you are married, parent, you have to take care of yourself as a woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, is not saying that you shouldn't have a happy hour, have it, enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, you have to take care of what you drink, what you eat, and how you sleep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you're going to indulge, then be okay with just taking a walk the next day and not grinding it out at the gym. Exactly. <laughs> I love our talk. And, uh, you know, this was, this, um, this was a very great topic. And actually, I know the connection between gut, liver, and thyroid because the problem is people are getting the sign they go to a specialist, they just try to remove that sign. But if you know the connection between gut, liver, and thyroid, then you try to find these dots that is already missing. Mm-hmm. And you try to be healthy in all all of all over your body. Yes. Yes. It's putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Exactly. And that's her website here, right? Yes. Tell me about your website. What do you have there? Instagram and you have a Facebook page. Yeah. Um, so my website here is holistichealthboss.com. Holistic is with a W, like the word whole, whole food, whole body. Um, on my website, I have been blogging for a really long time about these topics that we've been talking about. So you can find a lot of wonderful um, resources, information, and tips and inspiration there. I also have a 21 day program that's free on there to help you figure out why you're feeling fat, sick and tired all the time, where we talk in more detail over the course of these 21 days about figuring out what foods are right for your body. So it can function at its potential and you can have more energy um, working on what's going on with your sleep and then maybe even exploring um, some gut bugs, things like do you have parasites or bacteria or yeast um, overgrowth that's going on that's impacting your digestion and absorption of nutrients. 
and so you can also connect with me on Instagram at Holistic Health Boss, uh, as well as Facebook as Holistic Health Boss. And I'm really active over on both of those um, places on a regular basis, pretty much daily for more tips, information and resources there too. Thank you so much. Only 21 days, right? That's interesting. Yes. Yep. That's interesting. Thank you so much for being here. Hopefully I can have you again and again. I really enjoy our talk. We'd love to be here again. Thank you so much. Thanks. Please subscribe to Pantai Calhoun Transition channel to get the latest interviews and order my book, PTSD Compass, through Amazon. How to confront PTSD and navigate trauma to triumph.